are back. And that is uh, thanks to just kind of how the election shook out and some of the things that uh, that occurred during this year's election and what we've been kind of seeing and reviewing as, as part of the regular process of post-election review. So, Tara, thanks for coming back. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. So, um, for anybody who has followed the election along, certainly throughout uh, all the days leading up to it, but of course through election day and afterwards, it's been commented that incorrect ballots were provided at one of the polling stations. Has this been confirmed? Uh, it, it, I can't say it's been confirmed with uh, regards to the specific issue, but what I can say is that often this happens across all of our polling locations. So what will happen is a DRO or an RDRO will hand a ballot to an individual. They will realize that it was the wrong ballot. They take it back and then we'll cancel that ballot and give them a new one. So generally that's what we go through. We have a lot of issues when it comes to English public, English separate, um, and then the French separate and French public school boards as well, because um, that makes for four ballots. In this election, we only had three, but um, there are you know, certain factors that are to be considered when DROs are handling the ballots. So there are often issues for that. And then we have parameters to assist with those issues as they come up. So just for anybody who's not familiar with the terminology, what is a DRO and RDRO? So a DRO is a deputy returning officer and a revisions DRO is a revisions deputy returning officer. So a DRO is the individual who takes your voter card. They strike you off the voters list and they hand you your voter card. Um, an RDRO is someone that will take any amendments to the voters list. So say that you are a new resident to Welland or you've just come through that you're not on on the voters list, you provide them proof that you're a Welland resident, they'll add you to the voters list and give you their respectful ballot for where you live. So we're talking specifically about Ward 6, where there is an incredibly close race determined by one vote. Mm-hmm. Um, many people right out of the gates, once they saw the results, figured that it would trigger an automatic recount. Mm-hmm. But that is not the case. That's correct. That's not the case. So in Welland here, we don't have a policy for a recount currently established. So when a municipality doesn't have a policy established and approved by council, then we go to the Municipal Elections Act, which identifies a clerk is only required to hold a recount for a tie vote. So because it wasn't a tie vote, it's now up to the current council or the council at the time within the next 30 days to make a decision. It can be by the new council as well, because again, it falls within the 30 days when they'll be meeting um, to bring a motion forward for a recount, or there's other parameters to it where a candidate or um, someone can go to the courts and request that a recount be conducted and it'll be reviewed by them. So as of right now, council uh, had a meeting on November 1st where uh, it was brought up to suspend the rules um, to bring a motion forward to uh, to go forward with the recount. And that was not successful. So as of right now, mm-hmm. as things stand, um, a recount will not be happening. But there is still time within that time frame you mentioned yeah. uh, for a recount to be conducted. Yes, that's correct. So um, basically right now for the clerk's office, we're just waiting for direction from council or from the courts as to whether a recount is to be conducted. Uh, once we get past that time frame, if it's not requested, then we'll be proceeding forward. But And just for clarification purposes, everything proceeds forward as normal. Um, so inauguration and all of that will all proceed regardless if a recount has been called. There's been some discussion, some question about the open polling locations this year, where regardless of the ward you live in, 
you could vote at any poll uh, across the city, mm-hmm. uh, again, regardless of where the poll is. And there was some questions, some commentary uh, about whether or not this open polling system may have been the reason why some of those incorrect votes uh, or incorrect ballots uh, were issued. Is there any validity to that? I, I'd have to say no, um, because for this setup for the open polls, we actually hired two additional staff members whose sole responsibility was to um, provide ballots to our RDROs and our DROs. So that individual was listening to the DROs in front of them. If they asked for, say, for example, award to English public, they would grab that ballot and hand it to the individual. So the individual will then review the DRO themselves, would review that ballot, ensure it's correct before handing it to the elector themselves. So um, there was extra steps that were put in place to ensure there weren't issues, given that there was a wide variety of ballots at the polling locations. Um, But sometimes it just comes down to human error, and maybe there was just an error made, say, when someone was put into the system or something of that nature. Um, So those errors are made, and we've corrected everything that we can at this point. So if you can, just quickly take us back to Election Day when uh, you were first made aware of the incorrect ballots. What what happened? What was your first reaction? What did you do? How did the rest of that play out? Yeah, so uh, I received the call around 2.30 in the afternoon. So it was from a candidate. So they advised me that they were informed by an elector that they were provided the wrong ballot. So um, I immediately contacted the election coordinator um, because the concern with the ballot being issued was that it was for the wrong ward. So my first um, question was, can we confirm that it was issued for the wrong ward? It's a new development. I want to make sure it was, uh, I want to confirm the ward that it should be in. From there, I was then able to confirm that by reaching out to the um, election coordinator, also speaking with our planning and building staff to who we reviewed the boundaries as well. In the meantime, to me checking that information, I had contacted the poll supervisor at the location and advised them that for that specific residence, do not issue any further ballots until I'm able to confirm. So then once I was able to confirm the poll or confirm the ward for those that specific address, I informed the poll supervisor and then all ballots issued after the fact were to the correct ward. Also on election day, uh, at the start of the day, just kind of, you know, as we sit here and debrief the election a little bit in general, but certainly these are the most pertinent topics. Um, there were some issues with voter view, um, especially in the morning, right? When things were kind of kicking off and the polls were opening. Uh, so again, just for anybody who maybe has heard the term, but doesn't know what it is or has kind of followed along uh, the outcomes of the election. Can you just tell us what voter view is and kind of what that little hiccup was uh, the morning of the 24th? Yeah, so voter view is the electronic system that we use that is essentially for clerk staff, our voters list. So that's where we go in and make amendments to the voters list, corrections, additions, any of that. Um, so we, with voter view, we get the information from MPAC. That's where our list comes from. So we always go through. Um, if there's any issues that pop up, we review them. Uh, we use, um, say, Municipal Connect to confirm, say, um, residents of the address. It's our sole um our sole system for the election. That's where our voters list is. That's where we record electors as voted and all of that moving forward. So with voter view, it's used across Ontario by all clerks. And of course, as per the Municipal Elections Act, we all start at 10 a.m. in the morning. So every municipality that uses voter view, um, 
noticed there was a lag in the system because everyone was jumping on the system. Well, we, it, we, sorry, we were advised by voter view that there was an issue with their server in the morning. Um, luckily enough for Welland, we were able to get back up and running before 11 o'clock or, and in the meantime, between 10 and 11, we were slowly able to process mm-hmm. electors as they were going through. So it wasn't that we were at a full halt at any of our polling locations. Some were just working slower than others. So um, we did receive notification from MPAC with, or sorry, from VoterView with regards to the server, um, but it did throughout the day during busy times get slower for our polling locations. But again, we were able to process all throughout the day. So, And everybody who wanted to vote was able to, nobody got turned away, nobody was told, sorry, you can't vote today. Um, or anything like that. Yeah, that's correct. I there were um, I did hear you know rumblings of people that had to leave the polling location to vote, or that weren't able to vote because they say had to leave. Um, but no one was turned away at the polling locations by any of our staff. So some of the things uh, that you mentioned today just you know unfortunately did occur, um, and I've heard the comment and seen the comment that. How can you certify the results when there's kind of this lingering question of, you know, did all the ballots get cast correctly? Will there or will there not be a recount? How can you then certify the results? So from the clerk's perspective, how does the certification process work? So the certification process, we do a review of all of the information for our systems. Everything goes through our tabulators. So all of the results are based on our tabulators that have come through. Um, So that information we is correct that we've received from them with regards to people being issued incorrect ballots or anything of that nature. We wouldn't be able to prove that because they're struck off the list. It's possible the elector went back and got a different ballot after the fact it's based what our tabulators and what we're required to produce is the results of how many votes for each ward and each running for the municipal election. So that's what we were able to do. Um, every election we have issues with canceled ballots. We're, incorrect ballots are issued we do our best to address them and sometimes it's just human error so we just proceed as per usual and just one last thing before we let you go today um one of the things that's just come up in general discussion um has been to cast your vote to cast your ballot you don't have to fill out the entire ballot and i think some people assume that if you don't fill out you know, if you're choosing a mayor, two ward councillors, um, two regional councillors, et cetera, if you don't mm-hmm. complete it fully with what they're asking for, mm-hmm. it may or may not be valid. But you could cast your ballot only voting for the mayor or only voting for one councillor or any kind of variation thereof. Yeah. So the results are exactly like you said, they, they are the, the culmination of, of what was submitted on election day and then the, uh, the advanced polls and run through the tabulator. Yep, exactly. And our tabulators outline for us when, say, there's an overvote or an undervote. So just like you said, if someone only wanted to vote for the mayor, they can come in and do that. Um, if someone only wanted to vote for a regional council, they can come in and do that. When the tabulator takes that ballot through, it'll give a it'll prompt the tabulator operator that there is an overvote or an undervote. The tabulator operator is trained to slide the ballot back into the secrecy screen and say to the elector, are you sure you want to cast your ballot? It's coming back that it's either over or under. Then however the elector chooses to proceed, we will either put the ballot back in the machine or send them back to the DRO to get, to cancel that ballot and re and let them vote again. So when, 
or vote. So what would an overvote be? Does that mean so that say there's, and we'll just use the the mayor's position because Mm -hmm. it's simple. We're only electing one. If there's nine people on the ballot for mayor and you choose six, that would come back as an overvote and would not be accepted, correct? That's correct. So uh, what the elector can choose to do is if we advise them, because I even seen it, believe it or not, myself at a polling location on election day where an elector had went and didn't realize that you could only vote for one for school board. So she, when she went to the tabulator operator, she realized that there was an overvote. She took her ballot back and looked at it and said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. She brought it back to the DRO. They canceled that ballot, handed her a new one, and they then she went and voted for uh, just one person in that riding and then the rest of her votes as well. Okay, now this is the last question. <laughs> so as the clerk, um, the, the position and the person responsible for overseeing the election as a whole, uh, based off... Everything we know, everything you've seen, all of the conversations you've had leading up to the election, after the election, uh, the reviews that have been conducted, et cetera, et cetera. Are you satisfied with the results that as they appear in front of us? Uh, and are you confident that the election has produced uh, a fair representation of what the votes were? Yes, I, I, I do. I, the votes were what they were when they came in. Um, the only thing I wish is that more people went out and voted. We did have a low uh, percentage that went out and voted. It would have been nice to see some more. But overall, I'm very pleased with how everything ran, um, how well our staff worked, and the great election team that we had here. Everything went very well. You know, there's all of these things come up every election. Um, so what we do is, and which we've already done, is made note of any, you know, p- potential ways that we can be better next time. And then we'll just take it from there. But overall, I'm very pleased with the results and how everything's how everything moved forward on Election Day. Well, Tara, thank you very much for taking the time to kind of go over some of this, uh, because I know a lot of people, like I said, have uh, some of those questions uh, just about the process and how things have unfolded. And and maybe this uh, this conversation has helped clear the air on uh, some of what people are hearing, whether that's correct information, incorrect information, whatever it might be. Uh, So thank you again. Um, You've been uh, an awesome guest to have through all of the election uh, episodes for the podcast. Uh, we may not be done. We'll, we'll see kind of how everything unfolds uh, within that 30 day window that you mentioned. Um, you know, and again, as, as part of the the mandate of, of this podcast that we've self-imposed upon ourselves is, um, you know, it, if there's a topic or if there's something that people do have questions about, or if there's a way that we can uh, let people know in a, in a different way, or uh, just kind of have a conversation that helps clear things up, uh, we're going to do that. So I may or may not bug you for another (laughs) guest spot uh, in the coming weeks. But uh, again, if people have questions, we're happy to answer them. Um, You know, give this episode a listen, give previous episodes a listen. There's a lot of great information there. And uh, if we do have updates, you can find them here on What's Up Well. And so thanks again, Tara. Yeah, thank you. 